break it away. Hey everybody, good evening. We are live here in the Women's Wellness Lounge and we are so excited for tonight. Um, of course, you got the nurse Dio, duo, Dio, duo. Cherie and Delena, we are here with our Ask the Nurse segment. So we hope that you guys are ready. Um, of course, you know that the coronavirus is going to be one of the things that we will talk about tonight, but it's certainly not going to be the topic of the discussion uh, for the most part. It's not truly why we are doing the accident segment, but it is part of the reason. And I'm sure that there are a lot of questions um, surrounding that. So we welcome those questions as well. I'm going to pull up so that I can see some comments. I'm also going to be um, going live on my page so that I can see those comments and questions as well. So I will let Cherie, the other nurse part of this nurse duo, um, introduce herself while I pull up our live stream. All right, good evening, everyone. I am Cherie M. Good, the Recharge Strategist, and I teach busy professional women how to put themselves on their calendar and not just their appointments. I teach the necessity of self-care being the most important obligation that you have to yourself. So I'm super excited about tonight. Um, the nurse duo is back at it again. And if you have any ask the nurse questions, feel free to put them in the feed and we'll um, answer them to the best of our abilities. Absolutely. So a couple shout out to some of you ladies who jumped right on as soon as we went live. Um, we got Mashandi, we've got Darlacia, Wanda T. Luck. Thank you guys for joining us. We appreciate you. Wanda says we rock. Thank you. Hey, Mashandi. I hope you are feeling better out there, ma'am. You know how to take care of yourself. So I know that you are doing that well. Um, and again, I the uh, COVID-19, the coronavirus is pretty much dominating the airwaves. And although we are going to talk about that in a few moments, I really don't want that to kind of dominate our discussion, but we are going to spend some time talking about it because I think the more that people are informed, the better that they will feel and the more prepared they will be. So Absolutely. let's just go ahead and kind of talk about that. I want you guys to type down in the chat. Hey, Shonda, how are you cousin? Thank you for joining you and Darlacia. Appreciate you both. Um, so let's just talk about that. I know here locally in the DMV area, that as of tonight, right now, eight o'clock, yeah. we are now on um, a statewide lockdown with um, restrictions elevated from just suggested timeout to actual mandated timeout. Yeah. And so you all know what those regulations mean. And again, as I said last week, when I went live, I said that this was likely going to happen in the next phase because those numbers were really going in the wrong direction. Sheree and I both have been kind of managing and watching those uh, because Sheree is out there on the front lines. And so she's really seeing what's occurring, you know, sort of day to day and how things are really shifting. So I posted earlier that just in one week from last Monday to this Monday, we went from here in Maryland, 288 cases to 1,413 cases. So you do the math. That is like quadruple the amount of um, cases just in one week. And remember, these are only people that have been tested. I do believe and I also know that there's likely some cases, obviously, of individuals that have not yet shown symptoms and or have been tested. So Sheree, just share a little bit about what you're seeing on the front lines and then I'll give some global and uh, well, actually worldwide numbers. And then we can sort of address any concerns that you all may have. Cause I did have a few people that sent in some questions 
um, about the coronavirus and I can just go over that. But can you just give us a little bit of insight as to what you're seeing out there really on the front lines? Absolutely. Well, the numbers, as you mentioned, are skyrocketing. So that's why Governor Hogan is like, look, I'm not playing with you guys. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Put your butts down, get in the house or you're going to get locked up. You know, it's that serious because the numbers are just growing so rapidly. Mm -hmm. um, every day we're having over 150 cases, new cases. And now it's starting mm -hmm. to affect the elderly population where now the nursing homes, the assisted livings are being like hit hard. I mean, yeah. there's one facility right now in Mount Airy who has 66 cases. Two of those patients have died already in a matter of two days. From the time yeah. they announced it, two days later, two people have already died because they're already compromised. If you're in a facility, you're already compromised, obviously, because you have some something that put you there. And so um, what we're seeing is just a, a lot of fatigue staff um, because mm -hmm. staff Absolutely. are being affected as well. Um, mm -hmm. Nine times out of 10, somebody had to bring it into those facilities. So now um, the facility staff is getting sick and they're out. So now who's going to take care of these patients okay. with everybody being out? And then Absolutely. we're also seeing a shortage on supplies. So mask is a big thing. Um, a lot of facilities now here in Maryland, we're being asked to wear our mask for a week. Save your mask for a week, which is unheard of, because typically if you wear it one time, you're supposed to throw it out. Um, right. If you sneeze into it, you're supposed to throw it out. Any kind of moisture that gets in it, it's really no good to you anymore. But we're now being asked to wear them for a week to preserve supplies. Um, so, of course, everybody knows that hand sanitizer is out the window, but we, we do still have soap to wash our hands. Thank goodness. But, you know, all the other supplies, gloves and masks are definitely at a shortage. So. It's, it's, it's a lot of stress going on in the medical arena in itself. People that really need medical care, their medical care is kind of being put on the back burner because COVID-19 right. has taken the world by storm. And so all the attention is on that. And then anybody who had some um, other ailments or anything like that or surgery scheduled, that's being pushed back now. So we don't know when. So we're just at the beginning of this thing. That's the crazy part. Right. And that's the other piece that, again, I would wanted to stress to individuals. And I think, um, again, I applaud Governor Hogan for actually doing the mandate, because, again, as I said over 10 days ago, that we were just at that time, I believe, kind of peeling back the layer. And then we went ramped up kind of quickly there. And then it really skyrocketed. And I said, OK, we're heading into phase two right now. Again, I keep using the analogy of sort of the bell curve or the peak. And so here in, uh, in Maryland, we're just climbing up to the peak. So we have not, again, if you imagine the bell curve or think of it as a mountain, we've not reached to the top of that peak of the mountain. And then when you do, there's a period in which we have to then level off before we can finally really see ourselves through this. So we're talking a good, you know, 30, 60 days, 30 to really climb and reach the peak. And then when you level off. So I made a funny post on my wall yesterday when I said perspective, like I will see you guys June 1st out yeah. in the streets. And that is to me, it is an absolute no joke. I promise you, you will not see me gallivanting out in the streets before then. That's just because what I know, the behaviors, obviously it's very, um, to me, ruthless and reckless, because again, as you think about the COVID-19, it's not something that's seen. I think I said this last week. It's not like people are walking around bleeding from the eyes and foaming at the mouth and, you know, stuff coming out of their ears. So because you don't appear sick, because you don't look sick, individuals are not thinking that this is serious. Today, I posted 
the reason for the mandate is the, the way in which we're climbing. And then the fact that this disease or this virus hit the demographic that we did not think that it was going to affect. And that is those individuals that are 50 and younger. We really thought this was going to affect our older population. And today it was revealed that it's the 50 and younger. And so I said that last week as well. I said that the demographic that this is going to show and prove, it is not the ones that initially we thought 60 and older, you know, kind of like the elderly. Yes, they are affected by it as well, but most of them it's because it was brought to them. So here we go. And those that those uh, millennials, the in-betweens as I call them, they're the ones who unfortunately realize that out in the street, they don't look sick. So we're out kind of gallivanting, still doing our things, living our best life when in, until they're out there and they're asymptomatic or exposing themselves and then bringing that back home. So worldwide numbers, we're talking not just what I shared earlier because those were the Maryland numbers, but worldwide, we now have 160,000 um, cases and then roughly a little over 2,500 um, deaths in the United States. So again, we've only just kind of, I think, again, just sort of peel back the layer um, on this coronavirus. So if you guys have any comments or questions about that, Sheree and I will try to answer it to the best of our ability um, with the coronavirus um, or just any health and wellness. We wanted to kind of just address that out the gate. Um, the Ask the Nurse segment is a segment that uh, I used to do years ago on my talk show when I had the Total Woman talk show. It was a segment that was very much, I enjoyed the dialogue. I loved the discussion. It's a way in which sometimes if you have a question, a burning question or a concern, um, and you want to kind of find out if it's myth or fact, then it's an opportunity for you to talk. So that's kind of the reason why we um, sort of did this uh, segment for today is to be able to bring it back because I know that there are a lot of burning questions. Also, you may not be able to get out to your healthcare provider because they're so swamped and bogged down right now dealing with the coronavirus issue. So because of that, you may not have access to, um, you know, your telehealth, your telenurse or whatever. And so it's an opportunity for us to just share some information with you again, having that exchange dialogue and discussion. So Sharia, is there anything you want to add while I look to see if we have any comments? And then um, I do know there was a few people that inboxed me on, on the Women's Wellness Lounge with some questions. So we'll go back and forth and talk about those as well. Yeah, just again, follow the orders. The order is to stay at home. It's for your protection and it's to prevent the spread of COVID-19. And so continue washing your hands because you still have to protect yourself at home as well. Um, we, there, there was even a baby that's only a, like a month old that has it now. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, that. now they're even questioning whether or not this disease is airborne. So I just got mm -hmm. a, a COVID-19 update just before we started this saying, that they're now questioning, is this disease actually, is this virus actually airborne? Right. So, and again, that falls into the category, like I said before, like 10 days, there's so many unknowns. Yep. Again, when you're yep. dealing with something where there's so little um, information and data, you're sort of just symptom managing it right now, that right. it's very important for us to really take heed to the warnings when they are telling us what they do know outside right. of the things that they're unsure of. So that is right. why I say it's better to be safe than sorry. Um, the other big thing that we um, that I want to <laughs> because I promised that I was going to say this today on my live. One of my um, nurse colleagues had um, inboxed me and said, can you please tell people that, of course, we want you all to protect yourselves. 
So when you put the mask on along with your gloves and you're out in public, well, now it's going to be a little different right here in Maryland because we're on the mandate. But when you're out, because we are allowed to go out and go to grocery store, pick up your medicines and things of that nature for essential. However, if you are out and you have a mask on and you have gloves on and you are pushing your cart, getting your groceries and doing all of that, all of that is fine because you're, you know, doing, taking precautions to protect yourself. When you do that, do not take those same, right, potentially contaminated gloves and then get back into your vehicle, touch your seatbelt and your steering wheel and your grocery bags and take that back into your house. All of that that you did then was for not because you've just, whatever you prevented yourself from, from touching and doing all of this, you've just now taken that back into your vehicle, then potentially back into your home. So if you're going to wear gloves and you know mask up when you go uh, into stores, then take those things off and dispose of them properly. And, or if you want, once you get back into your car, go ahead and you know use hand sanitizer or put another pair of gloves on, but do not take the same, you know, potentially contaminated gloves back into your vehicle because then you're not protecting yourself. You're actually cross-contaminating whatever you were attempting to prevent yourself from being exposed to. Okay. So that's just a little bit. Also taking your shoes off at the front door. So that's another good way to prevent it too, because it can, the virus can live on your clothes and droplets can fall on your shoes. So you can be walking through your house, tracking it through um, your home with your shoes. So it's a good idea to, to drop your shoes at the front door. Right. Yep. Absolutely. All right. So let me see who else we got joining us. Hey, Lisa. Lisa Dove Washington is on. We had um Tony Glennis. Hey, Glennis. And then Wanda said, look, I love her. Wanda said she hopes that Corona is out of here before her birthday in June. That's yeah, right. you and Tony <laughs> She said she hopes it goes back to the sea of nothingness. I agree with you. I touch and agree, uh, Wanda. Some people have to go out and work. How can they protect themselves? So Wanda, just the example that I just gave is being able to, and I noticed that um, big box stores that are still staying open are doing a better job of directing people and actually having attendants uh, make sure that none of the aisles are um, crowded and that people are staying six feet apart. And then even when you go to the checkout, they also have it where I guess, you know, they're making sure that you're not close to the customer in front of you. So I do know that if you do have to go out, not only should you be mindful, but it, it appears as though the stores are themselves being mindful as well. So if you do have to go out to work in your mind, and I hate to kind of put it out there in the atmosphere, but I want you to think that those that you do not live with, that are not in your home, that you've not been spending these last two weeks with, I want you to think that that person could potentially be contaminated or infected rather. And so therefore take those same precautions by, you know, staying six feet away from them. If you're in a work environment and you're, um, you know, in a cubicle type situation, that's a little bit different. You have to kind of probably talk with your employer and see how that can be made comfortable for you. If wearing a mask, again, a lot of the surgical masks, they're not equipped to um, stop you from, you know, being exposed to the virus because it's not an N95 mask. Typically what those surgical masks do is just sort of kind of remind you to not touch your face and your mouth, you know, your nose and your mouth. Um, but it really is not going to protect you if you're in a, a closed environment or in a situation where one of your coworkers could potentially be exposed. You know, unfortunately, the only thing that you can do is just sort of, um, again, use your own judgment and due diligence to try and stay um, six feet apart. And also you can clean surfaces 
clean yeah. surfaces yeah. because we know that the virus can live on surfaces. Originally, they said three days, but now they're saying that it could possibly live up to 15 days. And so yeah. making sure you're cleaning your your um, surfaces that you may be leaning on or touching mm -hmm. like your desk, things like that. The best source is bleach um, or if you have Lysol, which is at a shortage right now as well. But just some kind of cleaner, even soap and water will help to take some of that um, the bacteria away and the viruses Absolutely. off. Absolutely. Yep. Settings. Yeah. All right. So let me see what other questions we have here. We have. So these are some that some are related to the COVID-19 and some are just general health and wellness questions. The first one just happens to be um, a COVID-19 question. And it says, I have asthma and seasonal allergies. Do I need to be more concerned or do more to protect myself against COVID-19? So um, two things about that. Again, obviously, again, everybody should be protecting themselves against COVID-19. That's number one. Number two, having um, asthma and seasonal allergies. And Sheree, I think you talked about this last week when you said that right now it's, um, we're right in the middle of yeah. uh, allergy season. season. So flu season. And flu season, right. And we're wrapping up, yeah. you know, kind of winding down on flu season. Yeah. So this, when you talk about a perfect storm, you know, and kind of having that whole trifecta, mm -hmm. somebody like that who has asthma, um, you know, and seasonal allergies, and we're at the end of the flu season, you have to really heighten your own self-awareness and continue to do what you um, would normally do as it relates to any of your underlying conditions, as well as another layer of protection to protect yourself against the COVID-19. So again, having asthma and seasonal allergies, it's not that you're at any more or less of a risk just because you have that, but it does, if you are exposed, it is more likely that you will become um, much more uh, acutely or chronically sick than somebody else who may not have those particular conditions. So I would say that, again, if you do have asthma or seasonal allergies, that you pay more attention, that you, again, because we should be in the house right now, that we're kind of um, self-isolating, uh, you should be in the house. And of course, hopefully not ex as exposed to a lot of the seasonal allergies that you would normally be exposed to, the pollen and things of that nature. So hopefully that part of um, you know you having to deal with that should be a little less. Um, but Sheree, did you have anything else to add? Yeah, I was going to say, and also because COVID-19 directly affects the respiratory system, mm -hmm. you definitely want to be more careful because it could be deadly, actually, you know, because of the asthma. Combine the two and, and it's a deadly, um, it's a deadly serum, a de deadly exactly. yeah. That's why I said, um, you know, yeah. this person who, this is like a trifecta, really, when yeah. you think of it, you've got the COVID risk, you've got the end yeah. of the flu season, and then you've got, you know, asthma and allergy and all that, that's yeah. really it. So again, if any of you out there, you or your loved ones, your children, that is something to definitely be mindful of. Again, I guess the the um, upside to that is that we're not going to be outside um, in exposed to the pollen as you probably likely would normally if we were out enjoying a regular spring day. Mm -hmm. um, let's see. We have another question that says, let me check and make sure there's no questions on our chat. Um, Wanda again said, most people using Lyft, Ubers, how do they protect themselves? Hey, Angela Kuja, thanks for joining us, Queen. Um, most people are using Lyft and Ubers. How do they protect themselves? So again, if you're out, you're in a confined space. So if you're um, 
a Lyft or Uber driver, taxi driver, even those that um, drive for public transportation. It is very difficult to be able to separate yourself. In a car, there is not six feet unless you have an extended XL or you know some type of uh, transportation such as that. So I would say in that situation, make certain that you do have the proper mass in that situation. If you're going to be driving other individuals around um, that are outside of your family, right? So if you're a Lyft or an Uber driver, that's what I would do. I, again, the surgical mask is not something that's going to protect you. That is not um, what it is designed for. So if you are, you know, someone who's a commercial driver or, you know, drive, that is something that I would definitely um, look into is trying to find the proper PPE, again, which stands for personal protective equipment. Because again, you want to think that every person that you pick up, every person that you come in contact with could potentially have COVID-19. And also, it, if you are a passenger, you can mm -hmm. protect yourself as well because you don't know what, mm -hmm. whether the driver is COVID positive or not. Um, so make sure you have your hand sanitizer. So after you're, you're touching the handles to get in the car, get out of the car, right. you're handling money. So make sure you are constantly washing your hands. Um, and again, it's okay if you're going to be a passenger and that driver doesn't have a mask, then you need to have a mask. Absolutely. Yep. That's what I said right now. It's really all about, you know, the PPE stands for a lot. It's the personal protective. So it, it's you personally protecting yourself as well as, you know, the other individual. Um, so that's a great question, Wanda. You are on it today. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's see. Another question we had that was sent into um, earlier into the wellness lounge says, I have high blood pressure and diabetes. I'm struggling to lose weight and being home more is not helping. What do you suggest? Okay, so if you have high blood pressure and diabetes, you're trying to lose weight, struggling to lose weight and being home more is not helping. So, so true. I'm seeing so many people put posts up, although some of them, of course, are funny because they're talking about how they're home more, how they're, you know, obviously going in and out of the snack cabinet, how they are, you know, um, making um, home cooked meals and just, Everything is, uh, you know, right there at your fingertip. My suggestion would be to now that this is going to be sort of like a new normal for what we know for sure now is going to be at least another 30 days, right? At a minimum, I would begin now since you, again, last week, we weren't quite sure how long this was going to, you know, kind of be um, impact our lives. But now that we have some idea, I would make certain that you now come up with a new norm for your schedule. Even though you may not be leaving out of your home like you would to head out to work. So I need you to kind of get up and make sure that you're having a schedule for your um, meal times, that you're not making your comfort foods convenient. Mm -hmm. So again, we typically have our day is driven by what we do. And since you're not leaving out to go to work, there's nothing that's kind of telling you the time of day and what's going on. So you're not listening to your body's signals now. You have to kind of be more in tune listening to your body's signals to say whether or not you're hungry. Oftentimes when we think we're hungry, we're more thirsty. And so I always tell my clients, drink first before you eat. So that's one thing. Again, not making your comfort foods convenient. That's another thing. Again, we go out and go to the grocery store and we get stuff that are, you know, that we know is comfortable or it tastes good or it looks good when we're out shopping. And then when we get home, we regret it. So pantry purging, and again, not making your comfort foods convenient is a great way to start. Um, begin to, again, as I said, have some type of schedule that you can kind of reflect off of so that you're not eating food kind of like this mindless or bored eating. 
you're more intuitively eating. So those are just some things that you can kind of employ um, that are that's very easy for you to do. Sheree, you had any? I would say also keep you know try to stick with your schedule that you would do if you were you know at work. So if you didn't. Right. At five times a day at work, don't eat five times a day at home and incorporate a workout schedule even in your home. You can do the stairs, um, you right. can do squats, you can do your push-ups, your crunches. If you have um, weights, if you have your, uh, I think Delena was going to show something later probably with some cans. If you have cans and you don't have weights in your home, you can use the cans to lift those, use those to lift weights um, to get some, some weight training in there. But get creative. And yeah. as far as the blood pressure, some deep breaths just to relax yourself. <laughs> Absolutely. Music yeah. to lower your blood pressure, sit in a dark room, kick your heels yeah. up, and just enjoy this break because that's what it really is. It's like a break Absolutely. for everybody. Yep. It's that's a break. And that's what I shared earlier. And that's what I shared earlier. You know, I talked about how, you know, prior to this, leading up into us kind of being slammed into this. I'm sure your life was probably really crazy. It was hectic. There was a lot of things going on. Now suddenly it's slowed down and this should really be what we would embrace as an optimal time. Instead, it seems like it's driving some people mad, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think what we need to do is sit down and really reevaluate um, the opportunities that we have here, you know? And so this is the perfect time for anyone who wants to shift their lifestyle. You have the time now to stop because one thing I do know is when we're thinking about, you know, starting any type of uh, lifestyle change or doing something or whether it's um, working out or eating differently, one of the biggest barriers that most people identify or excuse is I don't have time. So right now we have more time than we know what to do with. So now this is really, to me, the most um, opportune time for us to be able to do that. And try some intermittent fasting. I think intermittent fasting is really great. Mm -hmm. It saved me during this time frame, I'm telling you, because I stuck with the regimen of not eating um, right. breakfast and just eating starting at 12 noon until 8 p.m. and eating in that eight-hour window. Yep. And it, it's been beneficial. I've actually dropped weight during this during this quarantine. During this quarantine. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Until you get to a point where you realize. So intermittent fasting is a good thing yeah. um, you know, for people to explore. Again, anything that you're looking to shift or change, now's the time for you to be able to explore it because you do have the opportunity. And so when we are, you know, slowly getting ourselves back into our normal routine, once this is all said and done, you will continue on with that behavior. Absolutely. All right. So Wanda says, um, good. So Wanda says she um, sanitized her car after each passenger Lysol all day long. Good. Um and she's grateful right now, Wanda said. Nature looks beautiful. I'm grateful. I live alone. Peace undisturbed. <laughs> she's got peace. peace. That's right, um, Wanda. <laughs> Having some peaceful time right now. Yeah. Thanks for joining, Sarah. Chantel, thanks for joining. All right, let's see what other questions we had. Um, I'm typically a very anxious person, so having a routine and being social helps me cope. Lately, I've been extremely anxious and nervous because of the COVID-19 situation. Any suggestions? So that's a really good question. Yes, okay. you are not alone on that one. So mm -hmm. there's a lot of anxiety yeah. right now because of the unknown. Yeah, uh, People are used to being social. Like I'm a social butterfly. I'm an extrovert. Yes. <laughs> I so love talking about okay. Talking to people, but remember, while we're social distancing, it doesn't mean you have to be socially absent. 
So right. use platforms like Facebook, use your platforms like video chatting, um, mm -hmm. things like that. So you can still see people and use Zoom, use use all the platforms possible to call people through uh, virtually so that you can still see them and interact with them. Absolutely. Um, as far as the anxiety, deep breathing always helps, doing some meditation, mm -hmm. relaxing, some soft music. Um, if you take a ball and you put the ball on the floor, take your shoe off and roll your foot back and forth across the ball, that will help to relieve some anxiety because you have nerve endings in your feet. So when you're rolling your foot back and forth, it's almost like you're giving mm -hmm. yourself a mini reflexology session. Yeah. So that's just one way that that's one thing you can do in like five minutes or less to quickly relieve some anxiety. And then also dark chocolate, not a whole lot of dark chocolate, but maybe, right. you know, to help to relieve some anxieties. And then green tea is another one. That's what I have in my cup right now. Some green yeah. tea <laughs> helps to keep you calm, helps to mm -hmm. detox you, and it helps to relieve anxiety. So those are just Absolutely. three ways right there that you can, that you can help yourself. Yeah, those are really good. And I was just getting ready to say a lot of people um, that uh, have dealing uh, with anxiety outside of this situation, this really just heightens their anxiety. Why? Right. Because it's the unknown that kind of keeps them in this state of not being able to um, wrap their minds around or understand or know what's going on. And what I say is, and I shared this earlier uh, when I was on with Carolyn for the midday motivation, I said, acknowledge it. Acknowledge that you are anxious and nervous about what we're experiencing. Acknowledge that, you know, there's not a lot of knowns and that there are unknowns that you cannot control. So yeah. doing that will help you to feel um, in control and then it will help you to um, alleviate some of that anxiety. The other piece of that is turn off the television and decrease your social media yes. if you feel yourself getting more anxious. I think a lot of times when we've got all this information kind of coming at us and we don't quite know how to digest it, especially when it depends on where you're getting that information from. So say to yourself, why am I looking at it? What do I need the information for? And then if so, what am I going to do with it once I have it? So that will help you to decide and disseminate whether or not you want to continue to, you know, look at the CNN, MSNBC news every, you know, every hour on the hour. They're sort of just rehashing that information. I, I think if you want to get the information just to see where we are, what we're doing, what's changed, what's different, and then switch to something else. You don't have to constantly listen to that over and over and different commentary about the same uh, situation or the same information that you've just been told, right? And so that will really decrease your anxiety. So this can get overwhelming, definitely. If you're just yeah. in a tragic, it's like replaying a tragic situation over and over and over again. It's like being in a car Absolutely. crash. If you keep replaying it over your head, the boom, the boom, the boom, it's gonna overwhelm you. Your mind's gonna be boggled. So we were talking the yeah. other day about brain dumping. It's time yes. to dump some of those things. Like Delana said, you know, if it's getting overwhelming, unplug. Unplug yeah. everything and just take some moments of stillness. Moments exactly. of stillness are very, very beneficial. Help you to regroup, refocus, gain some clarity. And anxiety is normal because you know it. it when there's uncertainty in our lives, it sends our bodies into a fight or flight situation. And so exactly. we definitely have to gauge where we are in the situation. Everybody is anxious right now. So they are right, and that's why I say acknowledge it. Acknowledge people that don't typically. I'm one of them. I'm not a person to really get anxious right. about. It takes a lot for me to get anxious. And then, you know, um, with this, 
if I were someone who had, you know, kind of underlying anxiety, mm -hmm. this would probably send me through the roof because it's constantly on, right. you know, it's constantly sort of like playing over and over, interrupting programs on television, you know, through coming through social media. Today, when the uh, ban went into effect, the mandate, our phones were going off like an Amber mm -hmm. Alert. So there's constant, you know, information and reminders of what it is that we're experiencing. So you have to decrease and dial back that and, and figure out just how much you want to allow into your ear and your eye gates because we absorb that. And, and that is what kind of shifts us and changes us and increases your level of anxiety. And I found staying active is really good. I mean, I'm still on the front lines. So working, when I go to work, I'm not thinking about, I mean, yes, I'm thinking about COVID-19 because I have to protect myself, but it, I'm not so focused on it because now I'm shifting my attention to something else. Okay. I need to go see my patient. I need to do this for them. I need right. to document what I did. So, so staying active is really important. So now mm -hmm. you have a business, you know, like throw yourself into that business, diversify your skill set, get online, take some courses. I like that. Um, yeah. Go on Netflix and watch some movies, <laughs> some funny right. movies or something because mm -hmm. you come back and movies that's going to make you laugh, you know, funny movies. Yeah. Not yeah. Yeah, please don't go on there and watch. Um, oh my gosh, I saw it was trending the other day. Uh, pandemic outbreak. 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 Yeah, outbreak. Go and watch a movie right. outbreak that has something to do with the current situation that we're in. Yes. I'm like, no, decrease. Yes. You know, watch some feel-good movies. Watch yes. something that will, you know, maybe relate to some interest that you have or right. whatever the case may be. Or like Cherie said, um, put on Go to YouTube and download things that may help you to diversify your skill set, you know, yeah. uh, whatever, you know, some empowerment, some uplifting, some encouragement. But don't go on and look at um, pandemic and um, <laughs> outbreak and all of those things. Just don't. That will increase your anxiety. Absolutely. Um, Sarah. Oh, hey, Sandra. Thank you for joining us. And Africa and Sarah. Wow. Sarah said, so used to being on a schedule. It has been an adjustment. Being home and not working, especially my daughter, <laughs> finding myself with anxiety, trying to get her to do her schoolwork. Any suggestions? So hopefully what we were sharing just now helped you with that. I think trying to get her on um, a schedule, because remember, this is also messing with her schedule. This is sort right. of like a, a new norm for her as well. Mm -hmm. So between you getting adjusted to being at home and then her trying to get on the schedule, I think um, with the both of you, Figuring that out, what it looks like for you is going to be what will help to decrease that anxiety. You know, she's probably not able, she's probably missing her schoolmates. So maybe yeah. setting up a virtual play date yeah. um, help. You know, um, I think I know you guys did like a virtual um, scavenger hunt the other day or something like that. I think uh, Rochelle was telling me about that. So things like that, that will help her to feel as connected to her community um, as much as possible will help to decrease her level of anxiety as well. Any suggestions that you have, Shereen? I would say, you know, now that you're home, we don't know how long this is going to last. We know at least another 30 days has already been issued. Right. So, you know, try to stick to the schedule that she already had as much as possible. Right. But we know it's going to, we know it's going to be different because she's home. You're more relaxed. So you may have to just create your own schedule for her and then just stick to that until the time frame comes along. Right. I love the idea yeah. you had about a virtual play date. That's a really good idea. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a really good idea. Um, 
Yeah. They've been, I've been seeing that even on the news. They've been having it where like teenagers and kids are really having separation anxiety from their friends and their peers. Right. So they put them all on um, a call together. I saw some teachers were riding by the neighborhood and waving to the kids and things like that. Um, maybe even get her in the car and take her for a ride past the school and just talk about everything. So. Right. Because kids do need to understand. Remember, we're getting this information at, at a, such a high level. Uh -huh. They need the information to kind of be disseminated to them down at their level so they can really understand what's going on without being frightened. So for you to kind of get into a space where you get a, a clear understanding about it and then be able to tell them what it is that we're experiencing and then together figure out what that looks like for her. That will help to decrease some of her anxiety. She'll be more acceptable to what it is that you're saying so that she don't think that it's just you, you know, being a bad mommy or mean mommy, you know, telling her that, oh, this is why you can't, you know, go to school or go over your friend's house. So I think, you know, telling them the information in a way that, you know, they can understand it, kind of bring it down to their level and get their questions answered as well. Because if you, if we have questions, no doubt you know they, have, they questions. have questions, right? I saw yeah. I saw um something online recently where a mom was trying to explain the whole virus to her kids. So she took a bowl of water, she shook pepper in the water, yeah. She took um soap and put it on their hand on their finger and had them stick their finger in the in the pepper water, and all the pepper scattered. So she explained yeah. that this is how. You know, this is what we're fighting right now. We're that right now. There are a lot of germs in the world. There's a lot of viruses in the world. And so this is the importance of washing your hands. But you could also do things like that to help her better understand what's going on right now. Yep. Yep. Anything. So that's good. I like yeah. that. So hopefully that answered your question, Sarah. And thank you for joining us, um, Tracy, as well. If you guys have any questions, please make sure that you just um, put it in the comments. I'm checking the live feed. Um, on our uh, Facebook pages, both the Women's Wellness Lounge and on um, Delana Watkins. So let us know if you have any questions. And it does not have to be COVID-19 related. We've got a few of those and then some other questions as well. I think we have one more question. Um, <laughs> I like this one. Um, she says, I'm fighting the snack monster. Can you suggest... <laughs> some healthy snacks. I think we're all fighting the snack monster. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah, put a yeah. uh, post up, I think it was like last third Wednesday or Thursday. And I said, what snacks are calling your name, especially late at night? And you should have seen it. Like my timeline lit up with yeah. people like, Oh, cookies, cakes, popcorn, um, ice cream. Um, some couple of them had like fruit. It was just all kinds of, um, things that people are fighting the snack monster. So you are not alone with fighting the snack monster right now. I think the snack monster probably has been here all along. I think we can just hear him a lot more clear now. <laughs> we have more time to listen out. Yeah, we got more time to listen and we're paying attention. So um, definitely. So my suggestion with that, and I said it before a little earlier is um, again, not to make your comfort foods convenient, meaning they should not be five feet away. If you're in the living room and you need to walk to the kitchen to get, get, your comfort food, it really should not be there. Um, it's one of those things where I say, if it's something that you really want and it's at the grocery store or at the convenience store, it takes about five thought processes or five steps for you to think, okay, I got to get up. I got to get the car keys. I got to get in the car. I got to drive the car. I got to go to the store. You see all that? That's a lot. So by the time you think through that, you'll likely have found something else thought of something different or taking that drink of water, like Delana said, which you probably don't want the snack. You're probably just thirsty to begin with. Right. But if it's still gnawing at you, that snack monster is still getting louder and louder. 
I would just say have some healthier snacks available. And how you do that is to find out what your snack vice is. So what snack monster is calling your name? Is it something salty? Is it something sugary, crunchy, soft, sweet? What is it? And then find a healthier version of whatever that particular thing is at that moment. And then, cause there really is a lot of times when we're craving, um, you know, uh, those salty sugary foods, there's usually an underlying reason why we're doing that. But in the interim, the way in which we can kind of combat that and, and, um, look at that is to see what's a healthier version of what it is that you're craving. All right. So hopefully that I answered your question. I've given you some ideas cause I can just rattle off. We all know what the healthy snack foods are. Um, so that's not what you're asking. You're wanting some suggestions on how to beat the um, snack monster. And that's one way to do it. Well, those are a couple ways to do it. So hopefully I, I, I love my that. red grapes. So if I'm, I'm feeling like I want something sweet, I'll, mm -hmm. I'll eat some red grapes in my refrigerator or, or like the little mandarin oranges because they give me just enough sweetness that I feel like I'm satisfied. If yeah. I have that crunchy sensation and I want some chips, I typically go for Tostitos because they're sugar-free. So yeah. I, I try to go for things like that yeah. where, where I'm, you know, I'm not, I don't feel like I'm cheating or I'm not compromising my health to mm -hmm. get a snack in. Because we all have those cravings sometimes. Oh, absolutely. That's why I said the first thing. Yeah. 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 The first thing you want to do is acknowledge it. You know, don't act as if that it's, you know, not a craving or it's something that you don't, that you want. So acknowledge it. But then at the same time, while you're acknowledging it, it's, you know, give yourself that opportunity to think, what else can I eat rather than, you know, eating that cookie or, you know, getting those two scoops of ice cream, you can make some nice cream. So there's ways in which we can have the things that we enjoy without depriving ourselves. Okay. Um, let's see. We had Sarah. Oh, Sarah said good um, idea about the virtual play date. You're welcome. And hopefully she'll um, enjoy that. And then that's something that you guys can continue to do. All right. So let me see if we have any um, comments. Hey, ladies. Um, Romunda joined and Q. Thank you for joining us. Romunda said great info. Thank you, Romunda. Romunda is the internal love doctor. Um, and Cherie always talks about that, how we talk about good gut health. And that's um, another whole thing. Good gut health is another thing that will help you decrease your cravings as well. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah I'm gonna, I take, a, pre, I take a, um, a prebiotic every day and that actually mm -hmm. helps to adjust my cravings as well. So Absolutely. that would be a good idea as well. Feed your gut healthy things like that yogurt. All, when you do things like that and, and improve your gut health, those cravings don't come as often. Absolutely. Yep. Cleaning the quick gut. All right. Let's see if I have any other questions. I think that is it. Sheree, you see any questions on your side? I'm checking no, over I'm here. I on my side. Okay. But I want to shout out author um, Erica Goodridge. She's over here. Michelle. Two Michelles. <laughs> two Michelles on there. Michelle, Michelle. Michelle and Michelle. <laughs> Michelle and Michelle. Okay, I think that's it. I think that's all the questions that I have. Can Cherie do more cooking? Cherie, Q wants you to cook. She said, <laughs> she said, don't post those pictures of your food <gasps> after the pack. She wants you to <laughs> Okay, we can do that. I've, I've done a couple <laughs> cooking videos. I will do some more, not a problem. I haven't posted my number tonight, but you'll think that too. It was really good. That's right. Um, Since we said we got more time on our hands, right? So might as well, you know, go back and diversify that skill set. So you got that. You got that. 
I'm glad she asked me because she know I don't do no whole bunch of cooking. Now, okay. No, I will I can whip up a good smoothie and whip you up some good nice cream real quick. Yeah. Blend up that. I can yeah. that I got you, Q for sure. <laughs> Um, Wanda said, thanks, ladies. Preparation is the highest form of believing. My greedy tail ate a whole box of cupcakes. Oh, no. That's because they were there, Wanda. Yes. You see, what did I say? Don't make yep. those comfort foods convenient. Chuck them out. Chuck them out. But anywho, let's see who else had some <laughs> um, questions. Oh, that's funny. That <laughs> was funny. All right. Again, thank you all. Um, share it. Let me know if you guys have um, any questions. Once we log off, I will be checking back in the chat to see, um, put hashtag replay. If you're watching this after it's done and uploaded and post a question there, which is absolutely fine. I don't mind um, that because we will get notified once there is a um, question in the uh, chat section and we can go back and address your question at that time. So please do again, hashtag ask the nurse. Cherie M. Good with Total Harmony Enterprises, and she's the recharge strategist. I'm Delena Watkins, the wellness maven. Her website is totalharmonyenterprises.com. Um, Mine is delenawatkins.com. We totally appreciate you guys. We just plugged real quick and dropped our ebook three weeks ago, roughly. I don't know, time is getting away from me. So make sure that while you're on our website, you check out our ebook um, for a quick download. It talks about sugarless living and uh, intermittent fasting, which you heard us mention um, during our time when we were doing the question and answer part and kind of sharing during our discussion. So some of the um, suggestions that we have for you, some of the ideas are in that book. It's a really quick read with um, a lot of great strategies in it. So I encourage you to um, look at that and possibly download it. It is only $11. And right now, perfect time, like I said, to shift and change your lifestyle. So Look that up. And hey, Marie, Marie, you joined. We just dropped off. But if you have any questions, type it down um, in the chat. We're just wrapping up. We didn't have any other um, questions for Ask the Nurse. But if you're watching it on the replay or you're coming in on the end and you do have a question, all you have to do is just type it down in the um, chat box and we will see it. And that is um, what we'll do when we come back from our replay. Time. All right, Sheree, did you have anything else to add? No, that was it. Make sure you guys grab our book, Release the Weight Without the Weight, A Quick Guide to Intermittent Fasting and Sugarless Living. Um, you can get it on both of our websites, either DelanaWatkins.com or TotalHarmonyEnterprises.com. And thanks, everybody, for tuning in this evening. Thank you. We appreciate you. And stay safe. Listen to what we talked about in the beginning about protecting yourself. Yes. And Sheree over there, like, wash your hands. Wash them hands. That <laughs> part, all that. <laughs> Wash them. All right. Thank you guys. We appreciate you.